Welcome to this week's episode of the CPG View, the number one CPG information source for global omni-channel leaders. All right, Matt, well, appreciate you joining us on the CPG View. You know, I I have children and they're big fans of your products, your company's products. But before we get started, would you mind introducing yourself, the role you play in the company you're at? Yeah. Hi, Don. Thanks. And thanks for having me. Excited to spend some time with you. Um, yeah, I am uh, fortunate to lead sales for Stanley as the Senior Vice President of Global Commerce. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I don't know, and we're going we're gonna to get into these questions here, but I don't know what, when, or how. I'm interested in your perspective. It feels like Stanley just flew onto the scene in the last few years. And and again, before we get into the questions, I could just tell you that having children that are all in the high school age, one just in going to college, um, we have so many of your products. It is like, even to the point where I'm like, we've got to figure out what to do with all of these products. Like they're all jamming the the space. So we almost need a separate container to store to store the brand. Yeah, that's right. You need a you need a Stanley closet or a Stanley drawer that many consumers have dubbed it across the country. But it's been a wild ride, as you as you said, over the last three years. Our leadership team and just the the teams across the country and the world have done an amazing job um, of reinventing this hundred year old brand. Um, you know that let's be honest, had gotten a little stale. Um, was very much about warm beverage. Mm-hmm. Had a had a very core outdoor and and male following and have just reintroduced color and energy and excitement and sustainability to a much younger and a and a very often much more female audience than we had in the past. Yeah, sure. I I, I totally, you know, I, I used to work at a company we competed in this space under the uh, Contigo brand. Um, and I would say during that point in time, I, I never, to your point, it, it and maybe within the last three years or so, it seems like it's taken off. But this was, you know, call it north of maybe five, seven years ago. Uh, I did not think of the Stanley brand the way that I, I it is. It is everywhere now. Um, so let's let's dive in here. So yeah. uh, I got off on a little tangent there, but I'm sure anyone who's listening probably is going to be head nodding and acknowledging that they have the same problems, the same drawer. Hopefully they're sipping out of their bottle while yeah, they're Yeah, I know, I know. Awesome. Well, uh, so can you shed a little bit of light on how Stanley became the winner? I know they recently won an Equipment Accessories Award for outdoor sports um, retail performance. You know, I, again, from a consumer perspective, I look at this, I'm interested in the innovations or the strategies that contributed to this, to this success. Yeah, I think... Um... You know, we call it CBI culture. It's our creators and builders and inventors in the bear force for Stanley around the world. Um, And what what this team has done to bring uh, innovation to the category, to really re-energize a category that had been flat, let's say, in the last three or four years, um, has been really remarkable. And certainly we appreciate the the NPD award and and the all the accolades we've gotten across multiple publications in, in North America and across the world. And I'd point to a few things that that really have led the resurgence of the brand. Um, was one was really brand shifts. So taking the brand from being, as I said before, hot beverage and what you thought of as your grandfather's bottle 
um, 20 or 30 years ago that he took to the duck blind or the pond um, or the mountains and transitioned that to a much more cold hydration based business. Um, really innovated and, and really transformed color. Um, we were known as a hammer tone green company. That's that's the the color that we have been known for. Um, and our our really talented design team has has really transformed color in the industry that are that are bringing colors to the market that fit with people's lifestyle, their trend, and with fashion. Um, who would have thought that? that your water bottle would become a fashion accessory in 2021 and 2022. I would also say we transitioned from core outdoor to outside lifestyle, just widening the, the aperture for people to use our product and to stay hydrated, certainly helped by the hydration trend that's happening globally. And then a little bit more on the business side, we, we had been previously very wholesale led. We listened to, to buyers and to retailers, which their opinions are still very important, of course. Um, but we have, have recently focused on being consumer led and really following the consumer to what they're telling us they want, where they want to buy it, and what fits into, into their lifestyle. So I think those shifts really have been the um, maybe the bit of the magic that the team's brought to the, to life over the last couple of years. Yeah, no, you're, you're spot on. Again, I can, even as a, as a, from a CPG perspective or from a durable sector perspective or from an e-commerce perspective, which is where, you know, I live, um, it just, you all, you know, from a 360 marketing point of view are all over it. So uh, hats off to, to the team uh, behind the scenes, making it all happen. Um, so I wanted to ask you, you know, given the trends in the U.S., to your point, outdoor specialty market, how do you see the future for equipment accessories, especially post-pandemic? And what are Stanley's plans to keep up with the evolving trends? Yeah, I think um, hopefully we're ahead of the trends. Hopefully we're we're creating trend. And, and certainly in this space, I think that's been... Been, been some of the some of the keys to success is really innovation in this category, um, and I think that uh, coming out of COVID, listen, I, our leadership team, certainly our board of directors, was asking a lot of questions in the hydration space and about was was our success and 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 growth really um, due to tailwinds because of COVID, and what we've really pointed to is is just people's uh, the trend of of, of hydration. And people staying hydrated and and health and wellness and fitness in North America and across the world has never been stronger than ever. Um, and fortunately, our products really help people um, do those things, get outside, get outdoors, um, stay hydrated. Um, and they do it in a way, like I said, that connects to fashion and lifestyle and trend, which is which is really, really cool. And I and I think the other piece is that, you know, we were sustainable before sustainability even existed. And so as you know, our quest is to, to rid the world of, of single use plastic bottles um, and consumers care about that today. Mm. Consumer cares about what your brand stands for and, and our commitment to sustainability, recycled um, stainless steel um, and really our pledge that over 50% of our products will be uh, sustainable using recycled stainless steel, excuse me, by the year 2025 is really resonating with consumers. So innovation in color, innovation in products, 
and then also a commitment to sustainability, I think are are three really important factors for for future success. Yeah, that's that's you know I think about it, and I've been a part of many organizations in my uh, couple of decades, and um, I would say it's it feels like when you get the trifecta going of the business is clear on the strategy, the business is clear on the vision, the business is clear on how they look at resource allocation. And then you're able to align a team behind that with the proper culture, uh, with the proper org design, and, and then you're really able to mobilize them. Um, it, you create you create a degree of magic. And, and again, I'm just looking from a consumer perspective, and this is why I asked you and the team to, to be on here as a, as a fan of the brand. Um, as a consumer perspective, it's really neat to see when the, when the stars all come together, and it feels like you guys are you and the team are doing some pretty special things. So, uh, hats off! I, I saw a recent uh, uh, recently. I saw a big um, uh, a big uh, merchandising display at Target. Uh, I believe it was Target, and you know that's that's. That's, that's such a big deal. Um, it's such a big deal. So you all should be super proud of that, which I'm sure you are. Yeah, I think our um, our approach to distribution and in, in, in really market strategy has um, has served as well. Um, realistically, we're one of the few brands um, today that play in multiple spaces and multiple channels and are doing it successfully. I think it it really is rooted is, is in maintaining our premium position no matter what channel. We certainly are committed to driving our direct consumer business first, and then we're meeting the consumer where they choose to shop, um, and and that includes many of you know the largest and most important and best North American retail outlets across uh, across North America and across the world. Yeah, well, you know, we were talking about the award that you and the team were were given or the brand was given, um, and specifically being for the outdoor market. I wanted to ask you, how do you all align your products with the core values of outdoor enthusiasts? And how does this alignment contribute to building and sustaining a loyal customer base? Yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're committed to revolutionizing, um, you know, beverage containment is, is in, our, in our mission statement. Um, sustainability, as I said earlier, is definitely core to, to who we are. Um, I think the interesting point here too is that um, one of the reasons I came to work for Stanley, um, I've got a background in sporting goods and outdoors and ski. Um, I've always worked for companies who make things that makes people's lives more enjoyable. And at the end of it, Don, like that's what we do. When people are wanting to get outside, we make it more enjoyable. We make it easier. We make it more accessible. Um, we, we, uh, we just make it more fun for people to do cool things in the world and outside and, and in outdoors. I think specific to, to what we would call outdoor specialty, you know, our outdoor specialists in across North America and the world are really the closest connection we get to the outdoor consumer. Um, mm -hmm. So yes, they're important to our business, of course, but they're really important to that consumer experience and to that consumer journey where people want to touch, feel, learn, get expertise around our products in the marketplace. And so um, while they may not be the biggest always in from a revenue standpoint, 
we really believe that that uh, outdoor specialty plays a key role in our consumer journey. Yeah, that's a great point. I maybe double click on that for a moment. Uh, and I did want to mention you make it easier uh, outside perspective only. Uh, you make it easier to be enjoy outside and look good doing it. Uh, I feel like that should be you know. That's right. I have like eleven of these bottles downstairs for my daughter. Uh, I can I can relate to that. So. You can match uh, it to your outfit for sure. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask you, maybe double clicking on the earlier point, considering the growth and competition in the U.S. outdoor uh, retail market, how do you all think about differentiation from the competitive set? And can you share some insights to maybe broad brushstrokes, your digital strategies and or partnerships that have made this differentiation possible? Yeah, I think what I I think what I would point to is um, what I would call commercial excellence first. Our commercial team's done a really nice job of one in the digital space, cleaning up the marketplace. So when 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 our team and and the team that that uh, you know started with Stanley about three years ago now, the pricing in the market was very inconsistent. Um, we were in many value channels. Um, the, the pricing was not premium priced. Um, we had gray marketers, international transshippers, all of the things that that you fight in a in a global marketplace and in, in digital world. So I think the first thing we did was was really clean up our distribution and become very tight in in who we um, were going to do business with and choosing our choosing our partnerships wisely. Um, that allowed us to to deliver a much more consistent and premium brand positioning and pricing across the marketplace that includes Amazon, our D2C business, and, and many of our e-commerce partners. And then I would really point to a segmentation strategy also that just delivers, I said I touched on this earlier, the right product at the right price at the right time for the consumer when and where they're shopping. Um, as an example, you know, retail in North America, Target and Dick's Sporting Goods are two of the leading back to school retailers in the in the country, if not the world. Mm. Um, we paid a lot of attention to those key retail moments where people were choosing to shop and making sure we have a differentiated um, product assortment, a curated assortment for, for that consumer. The other thing I would point to is our consumer experience strategy. Um, you know, you, you mentioned earlier our 360 approach. We, 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 we really look at it as just exceptional consumer experience. And that's really three or four things. It's, it's consumer-centric product design and distribution it's premium and consistent content. No matter where you go, you see the brand in a premium way, and it's very consistent, um, very relevant and targeted brand content and engagement. Um, so being authentic to the consumers may be an easier way to, to say that. Um, making it easy for consumers to purchase our product. Um, the marketing team likes to use a frictionless experience. To me, that's just a fancy way of saying when Don's family wants to go buy a bottle, we make it really easy for them to, to make that purchase. Um, and then last, where we've maybe made the most headway in the last few years is really using the data and analytics of consumer trends and insights to drive our decision-making forward, um, product positioning, innovation, um, the, the segmentation that I spoke to. Um, so when you get into that, you know, flywheel that marketers like to use. Um, those are really some of the four or five most important things I think that have that have led to what's a really clean, consistent, premium experience in the market right now for for our brand. 
Yeah, no, that's, it's interesting. I, again, having spent, um, I feel really old when I, I don't, I don't like to say 20 years because then I feel old. So I just say a couple of decades. I, that, uh, that may, doesn't make it sound as, you know, as right. long. Um, but yeah, I thought where you were going to go there. I, I totally agree with you. you. Your distribution, it seems like you you really made thoughtful choices. Your pricing, um, I thought you were going to go shelving and merchandising as well. Um, so that, but that makes total sense. And then I think about the segmentation. I'm sure you all have invested significantly understanding the consumer, uh, who he or she is, uh, you, you know, their, their, their purchase journeys. And to your point, you mentioned excellence at meeting them where they are with relevant content and product at the right place at the right time. Um, so it feels like you all are, are doing, uh, checking, checking many of the boxes. So that's, uh, that's awesome. Awesome to hear. Yeah. I, th I think we, we invested in, in creating demand for sure, but I would say even before that, we, we had a bit of an awareness problem, not, not that people didn't know us, but people hadn't heard from us for 30 years. Yeah. Um, that was the really big challenge or, or what was keeping me up at night two or three years ago. Um, but the great news about that is everyone had some emotional connection to us. They just, we just hadn't given them anything to connect to in, in, in a, in a bit. So, um, having that emotional connection and then, and then again, serving them, um, really what they want and, and things that make people's lives better at, at its simplest in the simplest way. That's, that's a bit where we started. That's awesome. Well, last question here. Um, you know, as we think about staying ahead and whether it's the outdoor market or any market, it requires a balance between understanding. And we talked about this before the consumer demands and signals, as well as the retailer demands and signals. Can you discuss again, broad brushstrokes here, how Stanley approaches this balance and maybe a little bit on maybe some strategy or some best practices on strategies and tools that you all employ to listen to consumers while ensuring that the relationships with your retail partners remain strong and hopefully profitable? Yeah, I think. That's a big question. We could spend a, an hour long podcast just on, yeah, just on that. Yeah. Um, I think what I would point to is, is maybe three things. Um, one would be we, we invest and care a lot about what, what we call brand leadership. Um, and so, yes, that's in, ensuring the future of the, of the business, um, making sure our, our growth and our strategy is delivering, you know, sustainable and profitable growth for the brand. But more importantly, it's about protecting and curating and being great stewards of our brand moving forward. That means great distribution choices. It means not always being the least expensive or playing the value game. Um, it means continuing to innovate um, in a product category. Again, that, that, you know, they're all bottles. It's, 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 it's not super technical, right? So you have to find ways to innovate in color and lifestyle and trend and fashion and, um, and really connect to, to the consumer. Um, so that brand leadership is, is really important to us. Um, second, again, I, I mentioned this earlier, is we're really doubling down on sustainability um, and making a commitment to the, to the consumer and, and making a commitment to, to the Bear Force. The people that work for us care very deeply about you know, our commitment to stay sustainability and really that being rooted at, at the values uh, at the values of our brand. 
Um, and then, I, you know, I think lastly, is we've been really fortunate to choose partners who are committed to us. Um, we show those partners disproportionate advantage in the marketplace. We believe that those, those, those partners are showing that back to us. Um, and really, that's been rooted in our demand creation. And uh, that's allowed us to secure, like you said, the incredible merchandising space you see across the country, um, filling shelves and walls with, with, our, with our bear um, and, and really creating you know, a bit of dominance in this category over the last couple of years. That's awesome. You know, I think about, um, I'm, a, I'm a student of strategy. I'm a student of leadership um, and a self-admitted nerd. Um, but I think about, you know, what great strategy is. And it really is, you know, clarifying your ambition, which it seems like you all have done. You've got a clear North Star being very specific and choiceful with regards to your where to play and your how to win choices and then making sure you have it, you know, the capabilities to enable and systems to support. And it feels like, you know, you all are, are checking the boxes on so many of those. And it's really great to see what you all are doing. And I'm a, I'm a fan. I'll continue to cheer you all on from the sidelines. And I just wanted to say thank you for your time on the, the CPG view. I think the audience will get a ton of value here. And, and you, got, you all are certainly setting a tremendous example for others to follow. Thanks, Don. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you guys have a fan in, in myself and the Stanley team also. So thanks for having me. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the CPG View, the number one CPG information source for global omni-channel leaders. Mm-hmm.